You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, the other host of this show, the other guy bringing you matches from the independent wrestling scene, Zach. Zach Carino Batista. Zach, how you doing, <laughs> my man? I'm doing good. Uh, I just came from dinner with my family for my sister's birthday. I turned 15 today. And, how was it? Uh, I'm nice. Fucking stuffed with food, but I'm ready to talk about some where'd, wrestling. Where'd you guys go eat? Rooster Spin. What is that place? Rooster Spin is a Korean fried chicken restaurant with amazing appetizers. That sounds I, dope. I was in heaven all night. That sounds awesome. Oh, I, I Literally, before we were recording this, I was just laying in my bed recovering, and I was like, all right, uh, let's do it. Just crawled out of bed. Oh, God. That sounds dope. I mean, I, I, I've always wanted to try Korean fried chicken. What's the difference between Korean fried chicken and, like, regular fried chicken? If I, recur- if I recall correctly, I think they, like, twice fry it so it's extra crispy. Oh. Oh. I'm so, so mad at you because I'm starving. I'm on the exact <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum as you. I haven't eaten, eaten since breakfast, and I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. I got Jesus home and kind of just laid down because I work. So I did, I did something to my back at work, and now I can, like, barely move without it shooting pain throughout my entire back. Oh, my God. So, like... I haven't really gotten up much <laughs> since I got home, which Just... in turn made me forget to eat. Uh, so <laughs> as soon as we're done recording here, I am going to go grab some icy hot and food. <laughs> that's a That sounds like a good time to finish off the day. Go ahead to Walgreens or something or CVS or somewhere open and just grab like an icy hot patch for my back and then You're just gonna be uh, some, some, some food stuff. <sighs> icy hots are so nice. I've never used one. Oh, really? No, I've never used one. I just assume it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, uh, I assume it's going to do good for my back, so... Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've used them before, obviously, when I've pulled muscles. Um, my favorite is the cooling the cooling sensation, but not everyone's about that, so... I like cold, so I'm sure I'll love it. You'll probably enjoy it, then. You probably <laughs> won't like the, the hot part of it at the beginning, and then after it gets cool, you'll be like, ah. All right, well, Zach, this, is this unfortunately, which would be very funny, isn't an Icy Hot podcast. <laughs> What would an Icy Hot podcast be about? Just different new Icy Hot products coming out? It's got either that or like maybe like you'd have to eventually start to talk about comparable products. You just put a you just you just like get a new Icy Hot every episode. Like it's just it's just you have to do it. It's just a regular episode of this show, except every like ten minutes we add an extra Icy Hot to our body somewhere. <laughs> You're just a fucking mummy of cold, and we just try to do the show like that. That would be interesting for sure. 
It would be. It would be. Anyway, like I said, not an Icy Hot podcast, even though that would be hilarious. It would be. We are here to bring you more indie wrestling. Yes. Good Goodness. Zach, what matches did you bring to the table this week? I want Masha Slamovich going against Layla Gray at Renegade Wrestling Revolution. Oh, my favorite, Triple R. Yes. <laughs> and then I brought Damian Tangra going against Brandon Williams at Action Wrestling. Oh, nice. A couple names I haven't heard before. I was very, very excited to talk about both these matches. What about you? Uh, well, I brought Anthony Bowens taking on MV Young from GoPro Wrestling. Hmm. You might know Anthony Bowens of The Acclaimed. Of course. Their theme is classic, and Max Caster has bars for days. Absolute fire. Absolute fire. Uh, and uh, and that's from GoPro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I also brought Charlie Evans taking on Kanji from Pro Wrestling Soul. I like the name Kanji a lot. We actually talked about Kanji once on this show when we did... Uh, we also did another pro wrestling soul match between Tony Storm and Danny Luna. Was Kanji the one that got powerbombed? Yes, Kanji was the one that got powerbombed through the stage by uh, by Danny Luna. Wow, the f- it's gone full circle then, I guess. Yes, yes. So I'm very excited to talk about this match because uh, it was pretty good. So, Zach, who kicked us off last week? That would be you. All right, so why don't you tell us what you're bringing to the table today? All right, so... We'll start off with Tangra versus Williams. Ooh, okay. This was the most wrestling match that ever wrestled in its life. Explain. So, this match was two technical guys doing basically like catch-style-ish wrestling. Okay. It's just super wrestling. Like, like, it is like an, more like a wrestling match than it is actually wrestling, if you get my oh, it, it So, it's more like uh, like uh, high school-style wrestling. Yeah, kind of. Like uh, like Olympic wrestling, than mm-hmm. yep. professional wrestling. Got it. Yes. So, this match's setting was basically the ba- the background. If I recall correctly, about this was that these two had never wrestled each other before. Okay. And they were this is their first. If I recall correctly, this is their first matchup against each other. But the both of these two were also going into a tournament after this, where they were both competing in the tournament, just on separate sides of the bracket. Oh, okay. So this is like a preview of like if the two of them made it far enough in the tournament, they could get this type of match. So, Got it. setting the tone for this match, we get just a minute straight of just pure wrestling between these two. Everything you'd expect is there. Holds, counters, escapes, just basically like all the fixings for a just straight wrestling match is there. Oh, nice. Eventually the two separate from each other, and we get a small break right before they get right back into it. However, this time, Williams gets a grip on Tangra's arm with a wrist lock, and he's actually able to hold it in for a bit as opposed to Tangra getting out of it. Okay. Now, granted, right after, eventually, Tangra does reverse it with his own wrist lock, and forced into this hold, Williams quickly rolls and maneuvers his way out of it before locking in a headlock. Surprisingly, though, this time Tangra actually doesn't get out of it immediately like the other one was like a little bit this is just he is stuck in this oh he keeps yikes. it locked in and he even like just flips tanger onto the ground and slams him there and holds him for a while okay tanger then has to use his legs to escape with a head scissors hold the two then get back to their feet it's the classic the two of them get up and they're like they just are like go right back into it oh, okay i thought they're gonna get up and do the thing where it's like i see you and like nod at each other they might have but the next thing i've written here is that he the tanger then lifts williams up in a cradle position it's kind of like yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be such a throwback to a, fu- a match we watch. You remember the uh, the Orange Cassidy uh, Jervis match where he rocks Cassidy? Yeah. You know of the course. cradle, like so he gets Tanger uh, Williams in like a, that position where he's got him in like a cradle, 
and it goes for what commentary called a Bulgarian gut buster. Okay. He doesn't get hit it, but you'll you'll hear more about that later. Because as he gets Williams uh gets thrown, he kind of gets out of it. He goes low and he deftly snatches Tangra's ankle and puts him on his back before locking an STF, which commentary sells a lot because the STF is one of Tangra's go-to submission holes that he usually wins matches with. Oh, there we go. Get, just trying to get that off quick. So Tangra frantically crawls to the bottom rope, lays on, like he gets out of it, and then he just lays there with an expression like he'd seen a ghost of like, I cannot fucking believe that just happened to me. I almost lost <laughs> my own hold. Damn. So he does eventually get up, and he goes right back at Williams and attempts to pin him using a body scissors hold. Like, he literally, like, wraps his legs around him sideways and slams him to the mat somehow. I Look quite cool. Yeah, it sounds like it. William immediately responds with his own roll-up and then goes for a fisherman suplex, but Tangra then jumps over his shoulder behind him, and then basically he bullies him to the mat again. Like, he just straight up, like, uses his power, just keeps, just forces him to the mat in order to cradle pin him. Doesn't get the win, obviously. Mm-hmm. However, once Williams kicks out, Tangra, just in the cleanest sense, grabs Williams' ankle and locks in an ankle lock. Now, Williams escapes this from a rope break, but with, you guessed it, that's Williams' go-to moves that he uses to win matches. <laughs> so Tangra was kind of like, all right, motherfucker, you're going to take my fucking move. I'll do it on you. They're just stealing each other's moves. That's yep. awesome. Tangra then says something to Williams. I couldn't hear it, honestly. Except what I did hear, though. Enough. I feel like that doesn't happen enough in wrestling anymore. We need people stealing each other's finishers more often. I know. it's. So... I miss it. I love it. I, I, lo- I used to love doing it in like the games where like your character was like a showboat character, and you mm-hmm. could do that. Oh, nothing's better when you beat someone with their own submit with their own finisher. It's just like oh, the yeah. disrespect is just palpable. Very good. So Williams gets up and he says, You studying me? Study this. And then he spins and backhand chops the soul out of Tangra, like Ooh. right across the chest. I was just like, Oh I felt it. Felt it through the computer screen. Yeah. Sounds, so Tangra, sounds brutal. Not wanting to take this, just lying down. Hits Williams with a combination of strikes. Drops him with a double underhook suplex then. Nice. He's pretty pissed off at this point reasonably. So he gets Williams onto his shoulders in a fireman's carry that Williams then slips out of and turns into a pin. Okay. Tangra gets up though and then Williams immediately grabs him and he plants him with the fisherman suplex he was going for before. Then after Tangra kicks out like a dog, Williams refuses to let go of him and he locks in a Fujiwara armbar on him instantly oh holy moly now tangra actually in pretty in a pretty like quick on his feet like thinking gets underneath williams instead for this and he actually is able to slip out of this hole the williams he tries so damn hard to keep this locked in. like he can feel tangra slowly getting himself underneath him and he's just like just making him pay for it pretty much the whole way through using this tangra then picks williams up in that cradle position from before right mm-hmm. he then goes one way and then he goes the other way all the way around and he then throws Williams up and slams him stomach first onto his knee. Okay. It was kind of like a tour of the islands motion except he just slammed him on his knee. It looked awesome. That is the Bulgarian gut buster by the way. Nice. So Tanger goes to get the pin, doesn't get the pin. So he puts Williams in a sleeper hold using like his whole body. Like he wraps his legs around him. He's got his arm under his neck. And mm-hmm. this actually surprisingly almost knocks Williams out. Like, he, you could see him, like, just sleep for, like, a second. But then he wakes himself back up, rallies back, 
rolls over so that Tangra is then lying stomach first on the mat. And then he slips out underneath him and grabs his leg and locks in the ankle lock. Oh, nice. So Tangra scratches and claws his way to the bottom rope as he realizes that Williams is <laughs> No, 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 no. And then just as he's about to get the ropes, Williams yanks him back into the middle of the ring. Whew. And it looks like it's over for Williams, except over for Tangra, sorry. Okay. Tangra grabs his leg, like goes underneath and grabs his ankle, right? Mm-hmm. Takes him to the mat, locks him in the STF, and Williams, God bless his soul, tries so hard to get to the bottom rope, but like he almost does. Like He literally gets a fingertip away, and Tangra sees this, lets go for a second, grabs the arm that's about to go on the bottom rope, and yanks it underneath his throat before locking the STF with his arm, and he forces him to tap out. Brutal. I was really pumped for that part of the, ma- of the match. Like this, brutal. This is a very scrappy but skilled feeling to the match. You know what I mean? Like these two were like scrapping with each other in holds, but these two were v- very good at what they did. Nice. Sounds like it was a pretty dope match. Yeah, I'm gonna give this match a high man. All right. It was just the right amount of mix of like it was. The pace was still good, even though it was like a lot of holds, and the two of them tried to make it interesting with their counters for each hold and pin attempt, you know? They, they made mm-hmm. everything of what they could from what it felt like. Okay. And that backhanded shot was just something else. Yeah, sounds... Yeah, I, I, yeah it sounds dope. Alright. What are you gonna bring first? Alright, first up, I am gonna bring you, Anthony Bowens taking on MV Young from GoPro Wrestling. I think this is the match I was the most excited for, just because I was ready to... I'm ready to hear about it. Hit me with this, it. This match is also for the Battle Club Pro Championship, which oh. is... Which was, at the time, held by Anthony Bowens. Oh, damn, I didn't know Bowen's held that. Yeah, so in this match, uh, MV Young comes out first. Crowd crowd cheers him, he comes out to the ring. Then Anthony Bowen's comes out. The crowd doesn't cheer the whole... So they're in Jersey for this match. And Anthony Bowen's, Anthony Bowen's, notably from Nutley, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, And he comes out to his hometown crowd. They don't cheer him as loud as he wants. So Anthony Bowen's goes, one second. Turns around, goes back, back out. His music cuts off, and then it hits again. And he comes out one more time, and the crowd cheers him louder. And he's like, "Thank you." And then he goes to the ring. There's like a theme with your matches where wrestlers run to the back for a second and come yeah, right? back out lately. It was just funny because in this one, Anthony Bowen was just like, "Listen, listen, listen." I didn't like that. I didn't like that reaction. I'm doing it again. You better be better this time. It's my hometown, damn it! You should cheer me louder. <laughs> So he goes to the back, turns around, comes back out, and the crowd cheers him again, and he's like, good, better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he did the entrance, goes to the ring. Uh, like I said, this one's for the Battle Club Pro Championship. Uh, Bowen's holding the title. Uh, and this match starts off with the two sizing each other up. The, right, the bell rings, they kind of step face-to-face, they're looking at each other. And then Anthony Bowens looks at MV Young and spits at him. Wow. <laughs> spits well- right, at, right at MV Young's face. As, uh, sorry, God. I was going to say, list of things you're going to do that will lead to your death. That That's one of them. Yep. Uh, so the two, this this causes uh, MV Young to just go right at him. The two start locking up. Uh, and then they start hitting a crazy, like, Lucha-style sequence where it was, like, again, one of those sequences where they're both trying to do moves on each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, leapfrog, jump through your legs, roll, roll, roll underneath your clothesline. They, like, they do, like, ten things and don't hit each other. And then uh, Bowens is able to dodge one of MV Young's moves and hit a dropkick on Young. Young goes down, rolls through, stands up, 
hits a drop kick on Bowens right to answer back. Then the two stand up and try to drop kick each other, and then both end up on one knee and do that thing where it's like, "All right, all right, I see you." That went. That was that went so quickly from I spit in your face to all right, I see you. Yeah. Uh, and the two were just like staring at each other down for a while. Then the two uh, end up trading some chops in the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Bowen's like powers MV Young into the corner, chops okay. Young, Young chops back. They just keep chopping each other back and forth. Then uh, Bowen's takes control for a little while. Uh, you know, gets him in some holds here and there, hits him with some big strikes. Nothing too flashy, just really wearing him down. Um, mm-hmm. But at one point, uh, Bowen's has Young in the corner. And yeah. he goes to, like, run at him and do, like, a body splash, like a clothesline in the corner. But then Young runs out, like, kicks his legs out from under him, hits him with, like, a leg sweep. And then hit, while he's down on his knees, he just bounces off the ropes and hits a low drop kick. Ooh. All and right. Now, and now MV Young is in control and starts getting in some holds and some strikes. So it starts getting in some holds and some strikes. So this one, right off the bat, very back and forth. A lot of trading momentum between these two. Like, uh, mm. first it's first it's Bowen's getting this, getting his shit in, then it's MV Young, then it's the two trading strikes against each other. Very, like, head-on, back-and-forth style match, and I really, really like it so far. Mm. Uh, at one point, the two, once again, start trading strikes right in the middle of the ring. They just start knocking each other, hit, and hit each other back, back and forth, forearms. Uh, and then Bowen's ducks out from one of Young's uh, forearms, pushes him away, hits him with a super kick, and then a brain buster. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to pin him. Young kicks out. Bowens picks him up, puts Young in the corner, uh, and Bowens gets up on the top rope and starts going to do, like, the ten punches. Yeah. But before he does, before he's able to even land one, MV Young, uh, like, ducks out, ducks out, like, elbows the back of his leg, and then from the second rope... MV Young just, like, grabs uh, Bowens around the waist, picks him up off the top rope, walks him over to the middle of the ring, and then just hits a German. (laughs) I like it. Just just really showing off MV Young's strength here. MV Young is a dangerous motherfucker. Literally, like, the strength to be able to do that... And just, like, pick him up off the second rope and just waddle waddle over with him to the middle of the ring and be like, huh? And then after the German, uh, Bowens gets up on it. Uh, but, like, he picks he picks up Bowens, hits Bowens with a, a super kick while he's on his knees. And then while Bowens is, like, reeling from this super kick and this German suplex still, MV Young gets behind him, grabs him in a half Nelson, then hits him with a half Nelson suplex. Oh, my god yeah and bowen's kicks out <laughs> of course he does yeah yeah and then uh mv young picks up bowen's puts him in the corner starts landing elbow strikes elbow strikes elbow strikes uh bowen's is able to counter one uh, counter one uh like he like grabs uh, mv's arm and mm-hmm. like gets him an olympic slam like nice. throws him back he hits a bat he hits the the olympic slam but mm-hmm. uh he uh hits the olympic slam Pins Young, Young kicks out. Okay. Uh, he goes to pick up Young, but Young is able to break out, get some momentum back, hit a pump handle slam. Ooh. Take Bowens to the mat, locks in a Boston Crab. Bowens is able to get out of the Boston Crab, get back to his feet, and hit, uh, and then he, he gets out of the Boston Crab, picks up Young, he hits that Death Valley Driver neckbreaker, which is his finishing move, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the name of right now. Okay. 
Uh, but he hits his finishing move, pins MV Young, gets the one, two, three. Nice. Match over. MV, uh, Anthony Bowens retains his title. Good shit. I will say, though, this match between these two, wrestling-wise, match fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a high match for me. Uh, but I wanted to rate it first, and then I want to talk about this, because I don't want this to affect the rating, because these two did awesome. Uh, All right. In this match, like I said, high meh, really good, awesome stuff. Commentary, crowd, dead. Oh, what? <laughs> crowd, oh. Was, crowd felt so, the crowd felt so dead this whole match, which was wild, because this match was awesome. And commentary completely missed the finish to this match. Wait, oh, they were literally just having it. They were like literally the whole time. They were like talking about like each like each like Bowens and Young's backgrounds. They were talking to each other about the fight they got in them. And literally in the middle of their conversation, the finish to this match happens, and they don't mention it at all. And then they're well, and they don't mention it like at first. Like the finish happens, they get the one, two, three, and then they're like, "Oh, while we were talking, Anthony Bowens won this match and took MB Young out, and we completely missed it." And it was like, "Yeah, you did." Yeah, way to undersell the fucking finish of the match, guys. Maybe be more vigilant next time. But yeah, I didn't want that to affect the rating in this match because I don't think it was fair uh, to the wrestlers. So, but That's a shame to hear about it. It was a bummer. It's a, it really is a bummer. Like this match is really really good, but comment the commentary being like boring and the crowd being kind of dead kind of took me out of it a little bit. But um, Anthony Bones and MV Young definitely put on one hell of a wrestling match. I expect no less from those two. So I give it a high met here. Nice. Alright, what is your second match of the week? Slamovich and Gray. Ooh, I'm very very excited about this one. So, the general quote for all of you that need, like, the quick one is, this is a good, hard-hitting head match. From which promotion again? This is Renegade Wrestling Revolution. Nice. This is a good, good, hard-hitting head-to-head match with some moments here and there that I thought were great for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So right out the gate, these two immediately lock up, and Masha shoves Layla into the corner. And as she's forced to let go because of the ref, she just chops Layla in the chest. Like, it's a meaty-ass chop that I'd expect none less from Masha. Nice. So they separate. The two kind of circle in the ring again, lock up. Masha overpowers her and puts her in a headlock, and then she slams her to the mat, still holding on to her. Nice. Masha, as you can tell, Masha very much overpowering her in the early stages of this. So quickly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Layla uses her legs to head scissors Masha, which forces the two to separate. Mm-hmm. Then, mirroring Masha, Layla gets her in a headlock, slams her to the mat, and just like Layla, Masha uses her legs to get a head scissor to get Layla to let go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I guess, like a anything you can do, I can do better type situation. So the two break apart, and I shit you not, we're literally back to where we start, where they're just standing across from each other. I remember Great. thinking to myself, wow, that... <laughs> we're already back to where we started, but hey, I know these two are evenly matched now, so you know... <laughs> There we go. That's so then they go for a test of strength. But before that, Masha hushes the crowd for a second, right? Mm-hmm. The, the crowd be, is quiet. She looks at Layla, and she flips her off. <laughs> Got him. Just to note here, by the way, all fucking match, Masha was flipping Layla off, calling her a suka, a bitch. <laughs> she just did not throwing give all a the, fuck Throwing all the names Layla. out there. She was, I, I'm pretty sure she told her to fuck, but she told someone who gets l- later in this match to fuck off or something like that. Like, she, I was like, damn, Masha just did not give a flying fuck. No, clearly I not. I loved it, because it fits Masha so well. So, these two go back for the test of strength, back to the match itself. The moment they lock hands, Masha immediately gets underneath her and nails her with a modified Northern Light suplex. 
and then hits her with a belly-to-belly okay. suplex right after this. Sick. Layla tries to recover in the corner, so Masha hits her with a running splash, but Layla gets out of the way right before she hits her, kicks Masha in the chest, and then rams her boot just right underneath her jaw. Yikes. After this, she hits Masha with strikes to the corner before snap-bearing her out and then drop-kicking her in the face. When this doesn't pin Masha, Layla grabs onto her left arm and wrist and just begins to work it over until Masha throws her into the ropes. Then... Out of fucking nowhere, as Layla is recovering from this, some guy named The Outlaw, who I assume came to the ring with Grey, gets up on the apron, right? And he grabs Layla so that she doesn't... I now remember now. He threw her into the ropes. He caught her so she wouldn't go into Masha. And Masha's like, what the fuck are you doing? And the rest <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just talking shit to Masha... I think she eventually, he gets distracted and talks to the ref, and then as it's happening, Masha's like, ah, fuck it, and she runs the ropes and goes to forearm Layla, who's still leaning on the ropes, but she dodges it, so the outlaw gets hit with the forearm. Oh, damn. Gets sent flying out of the ring, bounces face first off a pipe, and then just collapses to the floor. Bounces face first off of a pipe. Yeah, he fell off the apron, fell onto his feet, stumbled forward, hit a pipe, and then just hit, and just fell on the ground. It was something straight out of a cartoon. And yeah, I so, that sounds dope, though. That's very I funny. I loved it. I was like, it was peak of like when a manager gets fucked up and they just go so extra at how they get fucked up. Loved it. So as this is happening, Masha's, I'm pretty sure Masha's talking shit to him while he's on the ground. And Layla's mm-hmm. gotten behind Masha and is like ready for her to, ready to strike her, right? Okay. To her credit, Masha turns around. She does get a, just kick her in the stomach. That's all the offense she gets, though. <laughs> no, no. She goes to Irish Whipper and Masha counters it before viciously throwing her into the middle rope, before then kicking the middle rope into her. Like, she throws her fa- like face, like, rope first into the middle rope, and as she's, like, clinging on, she just kicks the rope. Oh, nice. Masha was the face in this, by the way, even though it doesn't sound like it, but man, she's more like a tweener more than anything, because she didn't give a shit about Layla or her manager's feelings. <laughs> but again, that's Masha Slamovich. I mean, that's fair. So Masha then after this just beats Layla down over and over again. Like, there's a point where she just kind of, she, she straight up lays Layla on the ground, gets on, gets up, and then just stands on her face while she uses the ropes as leverage. Mm-hmm. Then after that, she snap mares her, and then she just clubs her over the head several times. Like, there's no finesse. It's just straight up just beating no her. No finesse. None at all. It's just clubbing her. And the crowd was like, hit her some more! And so she did it some more. Nice. Eventually, though, Layla does hold her ground, and the two actually start to go back and forth forearm each other in the chest. Sick. Until Layla hits several consecutive forearms, Masha knees her in the gut, she then goes to try to run the ropes, and then she gets wiped out, and then... Oh god, I fucked this up, sorry. No, no worries. So, this goes on until Layla hits several consecutive forearms, she knees Masha in the gut, she then goes to try and run the ropes, and then Masha just straight up wipes her out with a killer lariat. Oh, Nice. Awesome. Layla then retreats to the outside. Samasha, of course, chases her in the form of a running senton off the apron. Mm-hmm. Chucks Layla back into the ring, hits her with a gut wrench suplex, doesn't get her the win again. So she then aims her fist at Layla like she's going to punch a hole in her head. <sighs> and I believe that she could do some damage. Target, target locked. Pretty much, yeah. And then as she goes to punch, Layla ducks it. And then hits several running strikes before she drop toeholds Masha to the middle rope. And then follows us up with a Luthez press as Masha gets back up. And then she hits her with a bulldog, which quite literally 
spikes Masha face first into the mat. Oh. This was like up there with like peak bulldogs for me. Like I've said it like we've I've watched one of the one. Like it was like this is like when everyone thinks of a bulldog. Like they think of like you know the usual just face first like normal looking one. This one was like bulldog two, where it was just electric boogaloo. Yes, and it was great. It was literally like if I that becomes the norm for a bulldog, I'm fine with it. This doesn't put Masha away though, unfortunately for Layla. So Layla goes for I assume a double underhook. Suplex, maybe? I don't know, because Masha gets out of it by just stomping on Layla's foot over and over again. Very practical. Yep, that'll so work. She plants Layla into the mat with a massive powerbomb. Goes for the pin, but then the fucking outlaw, back from the dead, back from shows the dead. up and yanks Masha off of Layla. Back from it, back from it, back from his cartoonish, his cartoonish fall. Yes, he's back. So he drags Layla to the other side of the ring, he's he looks like he's genuinely worried for her, right? Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, and, and note, he's in the ring now at this point. Like, he's look, like, looking her over. The, Masha's telling the ref, do your fucking job and get him out of the ring. <laughs> the ref's like, get out. Masha's like, fuck off, and she's flipping him off behind the ref. And he's just not leaving until finally, after Masha keeps telling him to fuck off. I think she calls him a bitch, an asuka, <laughs> which is the same thing, but, you know. Fucking... Outlaw's probably like, alright, you get it, Jesus. Except, the thing is, the outlaw eventually gets goaded in by this, and he's like, alright, fine, so he takes his shirt off, and I think to myself, this guy's gonna try to pick a fight with Masha. I'm like, you've chosen death, but I look forward to seeing how it goes for you. (laughs) So, he goes to punch Masha, Masha ducks it, and then she just straight heel kicks him in the face, and I slowed this down, this man's jaw just ate that fucking, the heel of her foot. And he got sent. He gets pissed off, so he then goes, charges at her again. Masha counters it by pulling over the top rope, which he just goes crashing out of the ring. Like, he full sends it. Like, he's just gone. Using this, Layla goes for the double underhook move again. And again, Masha counters it. So this time, she hits a modified Northern Light suplex. Shortly afterwards, she picks her up, hits her with a cradle pile driver, and picks up the win. Nice. Overall, it's a good wrestling match. The, pots, the spots that clicked for me here were, like, the Lariat... The bulldog. Honestly, the outlaw annoyed me at first, but just the fact that he kept getting... The fact that he just kept getting his comeuppance was just so good for me, where I was just like, nice. Good nice. shit. This match gets a high MF from me. Cool. Good job by both of these two. Nice. Nice. We got, we got some solid matches starters off yeah, here. Yeah, it's a solid-ass show. Alright, well, let's get into my second match of the week. We got Charlie Evans taking on Kanji from Pro Wrestling Soul. Pro Wrestling Soul's match with Tony Storm and... Danny Luna. And Danny Luna was good, so I'm expecting some good shit from this. This was indeed very good. And exactly my kind of match. Oh. Uh, it was that it was that like brawler, bare knuckle boxing, just smack each other to like, you know, just punch each other and slam each other until one person can't get up. Ah. You know? Can never go very, wrong with it. Yeah, not very submission holdy, no, like, not very rest holdy, just two people beating the absolute crap out of each other. How could it be better? My favorite <laughs> kind of wrestling. Just two yeah. people two people across the ring who look at each other, crack their knuckles, and go, let's fight. <laughs> Classic. We're not wrestling, we're fighting. <laughs> it's wrestle. It's fighting, but dressed up a little bit. Yeah. So this match starts off real quick. When these two lock up, right, right as the bell rings, these two lock up. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Evans, really quick, just like grabs Kanji, turns her around, and hits a German su- hits a back suplex on her. Oh, but okay. Kanji, Kanji 
just takes that back suplex, rolls through it, lands like Iron Man, or like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like lands like you're about like she's about to get into like a track meet to oh, start okay, to yeah. start off, and yeah. then and then rushes at Charlie and spears her. Oh my god! Right off the bat, as Damn. soon as I saw that, I was like, "This match is gonna rule." <laughs> Just right off the rip in a backdrop with a fucking spear. I was like, "This match is gonna fucking slap." I'm so excited. Nice. Uh. So basically, so Kanji hits that spear, and Kanji Kanji starts landing some strikes. Uh, Evan, so Kanji starts landing some strikes on Evans while she's down. Evans is like, you know, like slowly standing up while blocking the hits. Uh, and then once she stands up, she just nail she nails Kanji with a, a another Olympic slam. Mm-hmm. Uh. And she hits Kanji with an Olympic slam, sends Kanji into the corner sitting down, and then runs at her, just kicks her right in the face. Oh. Picks her up, throws her into the other corner. Kanji hits hard, falls down. Charlie Evans comes back at her again. Bam, another face wash. Damn, dude. She goes to pick Kanji up for another uh, another move. But then Kanji just, like, pushes her off, gets on the ropes, jump. She does, like, a... A, almost like a springboard Superman punch, but hits like with the forearm instead. Okay. So she like she does like a kind of a phenomenal forearm, but like not like over the ropes. She does it like you know how Cody Rhodes does it for like his disaster kick, where you just kind of like yeah. You jump, they, the, they turn around, they jump on the middle, on the second middle rope, and then they bounce back. It was that, except she turned around and smacked smacked Evans with a forearm. <laughs> awesome! I already did, I love this match. Did that twice. Oh my god! Evans is. After that second one, Evans lands on... She's on, like, all fours. Then Kanji runs up, jumps off of Evans' back. Like, she's about to do, like, the the, the stomp. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing, like, a curb stomp, she hits a leg drop. Oh. Right right to the back of Evans' neck and just what? drives her face into the ground. Jesus Christ. Uh, So that was awesome. Uh, goes great. for the pin. Evans kicks out. Uh, Kanji goes to pick Evans back up for some more moves. But... Evans is able to, uh, so she picks, after she kicks out, she picks, uh, Kanji picks Evans up, Mm -hmm. and then Kanji goes for, like, a front handspring off the, off the ropes, Mm -hmm. to, like, come back with an elbow or something like that, I guess. Yeah. But literally in the middle of this, Kanji is upside down in the middle of this handspring, she hits the ropes, and Evans just gets up, meets her there while she's upside down, and rocks her with a knee to the gut. Oh my god. Jesus fucking Drops Kanji. Dude, someone owed someone money or someone just someone just there's a bad blood in this fucking match. Yeah, no, this was a brawl, dude. This was awesome. Uh, Continue. Evans takes control of this one for a bit. She just gets some submission holds. Like she, there were, there was a little bit of resting, but like it wasn't just a like bit. yeah, just a bit. You know, there was some submission holds here and there from Evans. Uh Evans like stomps her on the ground, hits her with some mm-hmm. kicks here and there. Uh but then Evans goes to pick up Kanji to hit her with like a big a big slam, okay. but Kanji just like breaks out and, and nails Evans with an STO. Oh, oh shit! Okay, Kanji or Evans was going to pick Kanji up to hit her with a suplex, right? Okay, and Kanji like does the kick, kicking feet thing and reverses the suplex. Okay, she reverses the suplex, gets back on her feet, hits the STO, but mm-hmm. but she hits the STO. And she keeps her momentum going by doing a front handspring. Oh, damn. Uh, so basically she, like, hits this STO, flips back onto her feet, and then 
while Evans is like sitting up and recovering, she just hits her with a drop kick to the back of her head. Jesus God. So that was that was super sick. Love that sequence. Uh afterwards, uh Kanji gets some momentum back, obviously. Mm-hmm. After this, lands uh lands a couple of kicks, lands a big flurry of strikes with forearms, chops, you know, the whole the whole nine. Yes. Then Evans tries to get a little bit of momentum back here, but Kanji says no and hits a tornado DDT. Oh damn. Takes Evans out, goes for the pin, Evans kicks out. Mm-hmm. The two start trading strikes again. Mm-hmm. And neither is giving it inch. At this point, they're just going forearm, 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 forearm. And, and like when you think it's gonna end, it just doesn't, and they just keep forearming each other. God damn, dude. <laughs> they just they just keep nailing each other with forearms, and then you could hear the crowd progressively getting more hype as it goes longer, and they're like oh. and, and, like by the end, they're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kanji's able to hit the final blow when she like rocks Evans with like a spinning elbow. Nice. Okay, so yeah, after after the after this elbow exchange uh, and forearm exchange, Evans kicks out of that after mm-hmm. Kanji goes for the pin. Then then they're getting back up to their feet, you know, getting set up, uh, getting themselves all uh, 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 back back at back into the match here. Yeah. Uh, Evans Evans. Evans ends up in the corner, and Kanji ends up by the rope. So Evans is in the corner. Kanji goes to, like, give her a, give a body splash. Evans, like, slides through the ropes and just grabs Kanji by, like, the hair and rips her back. Oh. And just takes her, and takes her down. Uh, she, 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 like, the way she does it is she, like, jumps through the ropes, grabs it. It looks like she's going for a roll-up, but she doesn't really. Like, she just, like, brings her back. Like, Kanji, like, rolls through. But then, as Kanji's rolling through, uh, Evans jumps back in the ring and just, like, follows it up with a beautiful knee strike. Take it, just takes Kanji down. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kanji's able to kick out of this, which, honestly, kind of a mistake. Oh, oh no. <laughs> because, uh, after this, Evans gets pretty... Evans gets pretty mad... And she grabs Charlie by the hands, okay. pulls her up, and just starts kneeing her repeatedly. Oh, no. Just like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, Jesus. Over and over and over again. Kanji goes back down. Charlie goes for the pin. Kanji kicks out again. Uh, the two keep trading strikes back and forth again until Kanji's able to land, like, an awesome, uh, leg, like, a spinning leg lariat. Mm-hmm. Uh... Hits a spinning leg lariat, lands it. Uh, once and once uh, uh, Charlie gets back to her feet, Kanji hits like a springboard stunner. Oh, take her down, uh, which is her finishing move. But oh. Charlie uh, rolls out of the ring. Of course, right before she can get her hands on her, it was like that moment where she's like crawling after her, but Charlie's just rolling a little bit too fast, and she's oh. like, "No!" You're just like, "Ah, oh. oh. yeah." Uh, so Evans rolls out of the ring to escape the finishing move, obviously. Big, smart wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, ring awareness, as they call it. Yep. Uh, then the two head out to the apron. Uh, or Kanji heads out to the apron to meet, uh, to get set up. Kanji heads out to the apron. Evans is on the floor. Kanji, like, goes for, like, that, that running on the apron, like, penalty kick. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know how that happens? Yeah. You, you know how, the, you know how that, that do happen. Of course. I know how <laughs> um, I do. 
Yeah, so she goes for that, but then Charlie, like, ducks under it and gets her in an electric chair position. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, like, throws her up and lands her face right on the apron, which is, Zach, say it with me, the, the hardest, hardest part, part of the of ring. The ring. Uh, hits her on the apron. Evans throws Charlie back in. Uh, throws Charlie back in, picks her up, gets her, like, in, like, a a guillotine hold. Like, oh, like okay. Kanji's legs are, like, wrapped around Charlie. So, like, Charlie's completely in the air here. And, er, sorry, Kanji's completely in the air here. Kanji's got, er, uh, Kanji's completely in the air here. Charlie's got the headlock. Uh, and then Charlie just goes, bam, and drops her with a DDT. Drops yeah. her with a package DDT. Goes for the pin. One, two, Kanji gets her fingers on the ropes. Oh, Kanji just does not want to die, does she? No. Kanji gets her fingers on the ropes. This match continues. My god. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, then, uh, after she gets up from this, she goes for a couple of roll-up roll up victories. Here she goes for, like, like victory roll, small package. Just Evans just keeps kicking out, though. Uh, then after one of these roll-ups, Evans kicks out. She goes to find where Char- or Kanji is at. Kanji uh, hits that springboard stunner once again. This time, dead in the middle of the ring. Pins, Con- pins Evans. One, two, three. Kanji wins this match. Damn. I know I was a mess describing that. But there was just so many awesome spots that I couldn't not describe that I needed to do, that I needed to do right by. You couldn't resist. No, I couldn't. And it was very... This match kind of smacked sounds like it it was exactly my kind of match so i was right at home here uh i loved it just an all-out brawl between these two could not be any better uh i'm gonna give this one the mark out i was in love with this match uh this match ruled these two kicked each other's asses uh an absolute slobber knocker if you will Mm. if i can use the words of jr here uh and Absolutely worth the watch. Uh, go check it out on Go Pro Wrestling. Uh, no, not Go Pro Wrestling. That was the last match. <laughs> go check it out on Go check it out on Pro Wrestling Souls YouTube channel. Uh, absolutely worth the watch. These two put on an awesome fight, and I think you would be uh, missing out if you didn't see it. So go definitely go check it out if you get the chance. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Loved it, and the crowd was hot for this one, which was oh, even nice. better. The crowd was loving this one. They had the the bolt. Both these women, both these women, you know, oh, like they did nice. like chants like that. They were, they did, they, they, this, this match got the this is awesome, uh, and it totally deserved it because this match fucking killed, and I loved it. Nice. All right, so that's both of our matches this week, both of our single matches this week. Why don't we get into the match we both took a look at? Ah, uh, yes. Why don't we get into this marathon, shall we? Yes. We this got... week Zach picked the match. I did because this is. Way back when, in the weeks ago, I had a match with Kashi Sono and Tomohiro Ishii. And while I was doing this, I wanted to see if it was on Chris Hero's Twitter because, you know, I wanted to see if he was still doing things. And he said this match was very good. So I said, you know what? Sure, why not? Without knowing anything about this match. Boy, howdy, Mikey, did I find us a match and a half. The match, in case any of you don't, in case I didn't say it, it is Colby Carino versus Steve Carimo. Carino at Premier Wrestling Federation for the Crystal Coast Oceanic Championship. Okay, Going to this, yep. this, this is I love a, that name. I love the title. Th- that title name, Crystal Coast. Yeah, nice. Um, 
This is a father versus son match, too, in case you can't tell. Yes. With each one wanting to prove that now is their time. I assumed it was brothers, honestly. When I did, first, too. When, until... you, when you first showed me this match, I assumed it was two brothers fighting each I other. I did, too, until commentary said, that man birthed that man. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and I had to look it up, and I was like, ah, father versus yeah. son. Yeah, father versus son. This match was very story-driven. Yes, this match was like, I wrote down, this was like watching a match slowly burn out. Yeah. Very dramatic if you're looking just yeah. at this match, but it's very slow. Very slow. This match, fair warning if you do watch it. We'll, we'll, we'll get the elephant out of the room. This match is 40 minutes long. Yes, it is a 40 minute, this match, and it's not. <laughs> this match is so long. <laughs> And the pacing of this match is slow. It's very slow. There are points where they pick up the pace, but there's so many portions of this match where it's just like, Jesus Christ. Why is it going so slow? Granted, the reason why is because Steve is much older, and I assume he can't go 50,000 miles a minute like his son can. But I might be wrong. So let's yeah. get into the match, Mikey. Yeah, why don't we? So the beginning of the portion of this match I wrote down is very much a feeling out process as much as it is a show of respect to each other. Mm-hmm. Both these men are very much, they're wrestling each other but they're not being disrespectful. Like they're not holding onto the rope longer than they need to when they have a hold on the other person. There are several times here that I really like where Steve could have punched, cheap shot his son in the face but he chose to back off instead or he went for like a different hold. Like, these guys, the commentary even talks about how Steve and Colby have a gentleman's agreement that Colby will not go after his father's surgically repaired neck as an agreement. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. And I also liked how during this time, commentary pointed out that Steve thinks said that he has about 15 minutes of fighting him before he's out of breath. And that will be relevant later on. Yes, it was a... A lot of a lot of emphasis was put on the fact that Steve Steve Carino might not have as much stamina as his son, who is way younger, obviously. Yes. Uh, and that definitely comes into play. Uh-huh. So eventually we get to the point in the match where Colby puts his hands behind his back and he tells his dad to, to hit him, which out of context sounds awful, but is fine in this context. He does, mm-hmm. obviously, and you could see on his face... How much before he hits his son, how much he really doesn't want to hit him this hard. And I will say, by the way, I was kind of sad about the audio for this match. It wasn't, it wasn't, listen, it's not the worst audio I heard. It, there was the only thing that I was sad about it, Mikey, was that the commentators are like, man, these, these strikes sound so hot. And I'm like, man, I wish I could hear how hard they're actually hitting each other, but I can't. Yeah, the, the rest of the audio is pretty good, except for the in-ring audio was rough. Which was the sad part, because this match has a lot of heavy strikes to it that, like, I have to hope that I barely hear or I don't hear, and I have to just infer that it's that it hit well. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So after a bit of uh, Colby's dad hitting him, he then starts to openly provoke his dad by shoving him and yelling at him. The two then go back and forth for bits, trading strikes and holds like they had before. Mm-hmm. But is capped off by Steve dodging and ducking his son's kicks and then taking him to the mat in a headlock. Yes. This, so this to... match was very much... Uh, uh, it had the old school versus new school feel for sure. Yes. If I recall correctly, Colby, in a total new school fashion, fucking bridged out of this headlock like several times. As opposed yep. to just the classic using your legs around or getting underneath your opponent. Yeah. And eventually they're separated because of a rope break. Then, yes. 
As Steve is sitting in the corner I've written down here, Colby comes flying at him out of nowhere and mugs him. <laughs> it is like the cheapest of cheap shots. Like, his dad is, like, recovering in the corner. He just stops on him, beats his ass. There's a point where, like, he's sitting up in the corner. He just chops him in the chest. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. And I actually looked this up, Mikey. This is actually around the 15-minute mark of this match, which makes sense. Because now Steve is gassed and in character and is tired. In in, in kayfabe, yeah, in kayfabe, this is when Steve said he was going to be gassed. So Steve... So Kobe drags his dad out of the corner, and he, at this point in time now, cranks on his neck with a very aggressive headlock. Yeah. This match goes between, like... A respectful fight from a father and son to two people who are just trying to kick the absolute crap out of each other. Like, like, Colby did, like, this argument, like, the moment his dad got tired, Colby was like, well, fuck that agreement, and he just went right for his dad's neck, unapologetically. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, made it a point to be like, Colby said he wasn't gonna go after his dad's neck because he didn't want to get the cheap victory and have excuses or anything like that, then Colby's just like, ah, fuck that. Fuck daddy's gas. I'm going to beat his ass in the quarter and then I'm just going to I'm going to work on his neck. neck the rest of the match and punish his neck. Mm-hmm. Like Steve has to literally yank on Colby's hair to get him to let go of him because of how tight he has this hold in. Yeah. So the two then start to exchange some meaty ass forearms to each other's faces until Steve gets the upper hand and beats his son to the ropes because commentary point out Steve actually is a better striker than his son because he has new Japan training, which makes sense. Strong style, like. baby. Yeah. So he goes to run the ropes. Colby stops him with a rolling forearm to the face. Steve then responds Steve with a close really, line. Steve really can't just get momentum going in this match. He really Colby can't. Get, Colby cuts him off at, like, every pass. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. This, at one, at, there was one, I remember there was, like, a, like, a minute of this match where I was, like, watching it, and all of a sudden I got really uncomfortable because I was like, this is just somebody yep. beating up an old man i feel yeah, so gonna, bad yeah. like, get to that in a sec because I, I have that exact same thing down where i'm like it was uncomfortable yeah like at one point it got really uncomfortable right like there was like yeah. there was like one point where the feeling of the match switches to be like this is just rough <laughs> at, the part that got it for the, the start for me was after this big sequence where colby keeps cutting his dad off he kicked his dad like daniel bryan style in his chest while he's on his knees and there was a point where he literally kicked him so hard that steve just fell face first to the mat. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> oh god. So the ref's checking on him and as Steve is recovering, his, his like he's he's flipped over and he's like, he's starting to get up and his son just runs out and double stops him in the chest. That was so bad. He was like was finally like... starting to, he was like, he was like down for the count. He wasn't moving and then he finally starts moving a little bit out of nowhere from like come off screen. Colby Carino just comes in and it's just like, Gah! double stop. And he just like, he's trying to kick his dad into the grave. In the retirement, basically. And then not skipping a beat, Steve just, like, he's in the corner. He tried to get some time to recover. He's chase Kobe chases his dad into the corner, rams his foot into his neck, under his jaw. Steve is struggling to get to his feet at this point. And then his son spinning backhand chops him a few times for getting him in the corner again and then repeatedly just chopping him in the chest. until as Steve he, As if he hasn't given him enough. I know. And until Steve... Finally, ducks a chop and retaliates with a very stiff chop of his own. I remember because I was thinking to myself, his son sold it well because it's been his only bit of offense in the last couple of minutes. Yes. So yes, then he yes. grabs his son's face, chucks him into the opposite corner, hits a running forearm, then a float over DDT. He has now, as commentary put, began to channel the darker side of him, much like his son already has at this point. Yeah, much, son, much like his son already gave in to. His son gave into that shit the moment he got gassed. Steve was trying to hold back, so he was being a good dad, and after 
almost getting his head kicked off by his son, he was like, alright, well, fuck it, we're going there then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so he gets him in the corner, he mounts him on top, rains close fist, like, close fisted shots into his son, and the reason I say that is because there was a point where, like, Steve was gonna close fist punch his son in the face, and then he chose not to, and he formed like, him no, instead. I, I'm choosing the high road. Respectable, but his son is just throwing that out the window. He was like, yeah, no, I'm going to choose the high road on this one. And then, like, later in the match, he just straight up just started nailing the close fist. He's like, I'm over this. Yeah. Like, I, remember, I think one of my favorite parts here is that Colby tried to slip under him, and Steve just grabbed him by his hair and, like, yanked like, him. Like, no, 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 no. I'm back. Yeah. You're getting back here. Eventually, <laughs> that was, though. That was awesome, where he tried to, like, go between his legs, and Steve was like, uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Dad's Get back up here. <laughs> and just starts beating him more. It's like, Jesus. Yep. Damn. And then, of course, Colby... Picks him up off of him, and he just dumps him neck first onto the top rope, which yeah. <laughs> leaves him draped over the middle rope, like, facing the outside. And then Colby just fucking running leg drops the back of his neck as if he wasn't any worse of what he's doing. Then he hits another double stomp. Yeah, stomps him in the spine off the top rope. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And Colby, then he hit... Please. A please fucking... stop beating up this old man, I beg of you. <laughs> no, right? It was it was like the meme of how many times I teach this lesson, old man, as he's trying to get his dad to just stay the <laughs> fuck down. And his dad's just like, I love my son, as they just he just beats his ass some more. Son, please, we can end this. No, Dad. No. Bam. <laughs> oh my god, I have written here that Steve Colby then locks in a fucking brutal looking like bridging headlock where like he grabs his dad's neck and then he flips forward and bridges mm-hmm. and we're going like oh god dude why yeah. steve again is forced to claw his son's face i remember the ref didn't notice it and kobe was like yo what the fuck he was clawing at my face and i feel like at this point the ref was feeling bad for steve i mean yeah i'd give him a little leniency like, at this point steve gets out of this and his son just runs his right back on him he just yeah, cinches there's... in an abdominal stretch on the floor, and then he wraps him up like a fucking pretzel. This is the point where I started getting uncomfortable, and I was like, this is just a kid beating up his dad, and I just can't. Like, this the dad, rough. like, tries to deadlift, pick up his son. He does slam on the mat, but, like, he doesn't even get him up that high at this point. And, like, this... we're getting to the part where we're... Oh, God, we just realized we were about to get to the part where... <laughs> oh, man. All right, so after this, Steve is clinging to his son as he gets, like, up off of the ground, and... Colby just stomps on his head. Like, son, he's like, please, we can still work this out. <laughs> like, Steve is, like, on the ground trying to, like, cling to his son so he won't do anything. And he just stomps on his dad's head and neck to get him to let go. And he's in control for a bit here, despite Steve... He tries so hard to fight back, but he just keeps getting knocked down over so, and over. It's so rough. It's so rough. Every time he tries to fight back, Colby just says, nah, nah, nah. And then finally, Colby runs the ropes, and Steve nails him with a pop-up cutter out of fucking nowhere, which was... That popped me, I'm not going to lie, because I was like, yeah, oh, that was shit, dope. the old man's fighting back. He's coming back. He's not dead yet. And then, of course, despite this, Colby then immediately chops his dad to the floor. And then at, his dad at this point is just laid out on the ground. Yeah. And the crowd is booing him at this point, I think. And he's telling him how, like, Steve doesn't care about them. He only cares about himself and his redemption. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I hope his dad's okay. Yeah. Colby is just, Are like, a complete... He's fully, like... He's just a bastard right now like he picks his dad up kicks him to the mat he's talking more shit and finally steve gives into the dark side and from his knees just grabs colby by the throat and i was like oh shit hell yes this is like the equivalent of the undertaker sitting up and grabbing a heel by like for the choke slam you're just like oh fuck you oh fuck yeah you messed it up you messed up now he then chucks colby into the corner 
knocks him to the ground where he's sitting in the corner. Then he attempts to stomp a hole into his son's head. Yep. Then he goes to face wash Colby, but Colby, of course, gets up and running knees him in the face, stomps his face in, and then face washes him. Yep. And he falls up with a cannonball and then finishes off with a dragon screw moonsault, which looked fucking awesome. This yeah. is the point where I was like, this it is peak sick. old versus new school. We're like, yeah. Steve's doing like fucking just punches and other stuff and like face wash and his son just whips that out in the middle of this match. Steve's like, I sh- I'm sure I could win this with some old school wrestling tactics. I just got to take him to the mat, work, work a body part, uh, maybe land a few heavy strikes. And Colby's like, bitch, dragon corkscrew. <laughs> then we get to the part where Steve is out. Like he's literally like laying face for up on the mat. Like, the ref is tell- like pushing Colby away because he needs to make sure his dad is capable of fighting. Colby's uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a lot too. of... Yeah, there's also definitely a lot of points in this match where it doesn't look like Steve can go on. Yes, several points. This one, though, is the one that I actually quite like the most because Colby's lip is busted open now, so his face, his mouth is just bloody. Mm-hmm. And he is just talking about how all his life people say he looked like his dad and he couldn't get away from it no matter what. And the whole time, like, he just looks like a evil man as his dad's just trying his best to survive. Yeah, meanwhile, blood is coming out of Colby's mouth, and he's like, I'm gonna kill him. And then, like, Steve gets up, Colby back elbows and Gaman gears him, he goes back to the floor, he goes to the top rope, and Steve, like, just tries to stop him. (laughs) And the two fight uh, for control on the top, and they both end up on the apron, and then Steve just casually just lifts his son up and just drops him back neck first on the apron with a Death Valley driver. Probably the biggest move he's landed this whole match. Yep, and I was just like, oh shit! I was like, let's go, Steve! And not only does he land a Death Valley driver on the apron to Kobe, he hits a suicide dive after it. You know you fucking push the old man far for old school, and he's the king of old school, and he's pulling out a suicide dive on you. Yeah, the old school king, the guy who was just like, I'm gonna punch you hard, is like, alright, tope suicida, here we go. Let's do it. So the two get back on the ring, they're both wobbly on their feet at this point. And despite this, Steve's actually able to Irish whip Colby, and drop him with a very good-looking Northern Lights bomb. Mm -hmm. I was very happy with this. Yep. So, when... So when Colby gets up after this, right? Yep. I remember he looked stunned that his dad even had that move still left in him after all of the punishment he's given him. Mm-hmm. So then they go back and forth. They counter each other. They put it to, to like try to beat the other one. Steve finally gets the upper hand with a Hashimoto DDT, which is in honor of his mentor Hashimoto. That Looked he trained awesome. with in New Japan. Nice call back there. Yep. Surprisingly, though, when this doesn't let him the win, Steve goes to the top. And I remember going to myself, thinking to myself, oh, boy. Oh, oh no, this isn't going to end well, is it? <laughs> of course, Colby sees it. And, like, the bastard son he is in this match, punches his dad in the face. And then he just throws him off the top rope into the ring. Just, he, just, he just jumps up to the top rope with him and launches him off with a hip toss. Just, I was like, oh, Jesus, man. Like, Steve goes to the corner. Colby's right on him. It's a rolling capo kick, which I had to look up his actual name of the move. A rolling combo kick, yeah. Yeah, he literally, like, flipped forward, and, like, he kicked his dad in the face with his legs. I was like, <sighs> shit. This is followed by a, a massive Olympic slam, and then a standing reverse senton. Steve kicks out at two, though, after this. Again, Colby, that. I feel like every time Colby gets a burst of offense in, he just really lays it in. Mm-hmm. Colby does, like, six moves at a time. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, Colby after this, like, I'm pretty sure he's lost his mind. Like, he starts to smack himself in the face. Because his old fucking dad, who he's been beating the piss out of all match, just cannot, just, we can't beat him. Can't put him away. 
for a brief moment after this, Steve again shows a sign of life. Like, he's literally like, he just won't die. He's like a cockroach. He just refuses to die. Mm-hmm. And that just is quickly put out. Colby then just spin kicks his dad in the face, nearly knocks him out. Colby's dad, Colby kicks his dad's mouth guard and his body, like, he stiffens up. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to myself, this is the moment, Mikey, where I got a bit uncomfortable for me because I was like, oh my god. He, he, he knocks him out. It got to a point where the ref shoved Colby away because the, he started to mockingly, like, just kick his dad in the head and pull him up by his neck. And the ref's like, dude, fuck off. It's over. You fucking beat him. Like, come on. And then not, dead. not only that, but while the ref is pushing Colby away... Steve starts stirring, and Steve gets up on his knees and just goes, and just does, like, the bring it on motion, and it's like, Steve, stop! I, I wrote this down, the equivalent of the South Park, it's like, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, Steve gets up, Kobe goes right back to beating his ass. But this time, Steve actually defends himself somehow. Kind of. A little. Like, he, like, has his hands up, and every time Kobe hits him, his hands drop a little more, a little more, a little more. Yeah, like, he's just... God. But, like, eventually, like, the two... Like, there's... I only remember is that Steve got back up, and they go right back at it again, and that was when he starts to actually, like, do a good job of fighting back. Yeah, he the, like this is they, they trade the strikes and uh, Steve ends up winning that fight where he hits the big ripcord lariat. Yeah, he did, and then he hits old school expulsion, which is an inverted DDT into a neckbreaker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then Colby kicked out, and I was like, "Of his dad's finisher." His dad's finish. I was like, "Oh, I'm like this is a good end well for the old man." No. So Steve picks his up his son up to go do something, but instead Colby roundhouse kicks him in the side of the head. He wipes him out. He drops a knee into the back of his head from the top rope, and then he brain busters him. And again, this is what I, I mean. This is what I mean. Whenever Colby gets a first, it's all—it's never just one thing. Yeah, Colby, like, he has like, to like... And, like there was like five different times just after Colby was like, "All right, uh, roundhouse kick, then knee drop, then brain buster, then this, then that," and it's like, it's, "Oh my god, please stop!" It's like the idea of like if I just overkill him, eventually he'll stop. Yeah, and again, everything he did was overkill. Yeah, that Steve was kicked out again from this somehow. So we, no other option left. Kobe picks his dad up in a pump handle slam position says, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Oh, and then he flips forward and slams good, his dad head first into the mat with his finisher, the Sunsetter, and he gets the win. What a good line. I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. But I'm not. And I... Oh, man, this match had me torn because on one hand, I really like the character work of this match and the story that these two told. Mm-hmm. Like... Like I said, I liked how, ironically, the only reason Colby won this match is because he tapped at the dark side of himself when his father couldn't. And he, if his dad was younger, he might have had a shot, but just age just is not on his side. Like, the the moments where he was beating his dad, he got so much heat on him from me and so much sympathy for the dad. Because I was just like, this dad just wants to have a, just show that he can roll and his son is just not about it at all. But it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. too. Like, there were yeah. points where Steve was, like, laying on the ropes, and I, he was just getting his head kicked in, and I was like, dude. Oh my dude, God. stop. Come on. Yeah. But, like, I, my main gripe, though, and Mike, you'll probably be, is this match is fucking slow. It's very slow, yeah. Like, it helped at points, like, when Steve sold, like, that he was legitimately hurt, 
or like when Colby was beating him for a long time. I'm like, that helped. But then there were points where like nothing was going on in this match. And I was just like, oh, how this much match, time do we this have match, This match could have been a half hour. Could have. This match could have even been 25 minutes, I think. It probably Still. could have. But honestly, like, they, they went I, the I, full... Nah, yeah, I, the the slow pace. The slow pace. I will say it was slow, but I think it definitely helped the story of this match because it yes. it showed it showed Colby going from like, all right, we're gonna have a good, respectful match with my dad to just like insane, right? To he just lost like, his mind. To to just losing his mind and just beating the shit out of his own dad to be like, please stay down. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember at the end of this, the two of them both showed respect for each other. I remember th- and I heard the crowd cheering. I remember thinking to myself, "There was a promo after this match, but I didn't watch because I was already through forty minutes of wrestling." I watched it. There's a lot T- of mic work after this match. TLDW, Steve has respect for his son. Thanks him, I believe, for like having him the, for having the opportunity to do this again. Colby has respect for his dad. The two hugged it out. I remember the crowd cheered Colby like he was a face. I remember thinking to myself, "How can you?" I'm like, How? he just. How are you doing? He just like, beat up an old man in front of your eyes. I'm like, I guess because the two of them made up, it was fine. But I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like that should just, I should lead to something in the future. Because you, you beat a merciless, a old man mercilessly and just with no care for his safety. No. But hey, and then the match ended and I forgot who, but someone came up and challenged Kobe because Kobe's like, I beat my dad, the legendary Steve Carino. I want to go fight the next best. And I forgot who it was off the top of my head, unfortunately. Uh, you can go see it if you watch this match. Yeah, look at that. Remember, there, to, remember, to, remember to block out a nice big part of your day for that. <laughs> it's 40 minutes. And like, if you're very, if you're a fan of like story driven, like character work, like Mike said at the beginning, you'll probably like this match. Yeah, it's, it's but if yeah, you, definitely, definitely very much a, a story, a storytelling. But if you're looking match, for like high flying lucha things, I would not watch this match. You will. There is yeah, one it, spot that you might pop for. If you like, if you like matches like I like, where it's just like a brawl or like just a spot fest, not for you. No. <laughs> this is long. This, this is drawn out, and it is. Pure storytelling. Uh, this one was good, though. It was still good. I think. it was. It was good. Don't get don't get like. I didn't dislike it. It was just it. it I think the fact that it made me uncomfortable was good. Yes. You know. I think I that's that. that's probably what it was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, which worked. So I think I'm gonna give this one a high. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a high, man. I'm in the same agreement with you. I liked it. This match. I think. I think this match could have been a markout, but. For me, I think the for me personally, I know some people like it. For me, I think the slow pacing kind of killed it. The fact that it was like really, really mm-hmm. slow, like pretty for much, me, yeah, yeah. But like, that like I said, the... it was good for the storytelling. It was good for the mat. It was good for what they were trying to do. But I think in terms of a wrestling match, it was like there was way too many points where there was just nothing happening. Yeah, I feel like this is a match where like you watch it. You figure out in hindsight, like, after you finish it, what it was all about, and you tell someone to watch it about, but you give them the disclaimer of it. Yeah. Of, like, don't let the slow pacing, like, turn you off from it. At least give it a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I'm also agreeing on the high mat with you. It's def- Yeah, it's definitely, like, the... There's definitely parts where it's, like... You could tell this is where everyone is going to pull out their phones. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe scroll through Twitter or Instagram for a bit. Mm-hmm. Have it go to the bathroom, maybe. Yeah, it's like there, there's there's As Steve tries to match. get up for the fifth time in the match. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, this one's this one's good. Hi, Matt. Uh, definitely solid. Uh, 
And I believe that is all of our matches out of the way this week, which just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. This is the segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and review matches from each other's perspectives. Zach, what did, who started off in the Double Down last week? You did. All right. So what did I give you for the Double Down? You gave me Jeff Cobb against Leo Rush at MCW Pro Wrestling. Ooh, I'm excited to hear what you thought about this one. This was a well-wrestled David and Goliath type of a match. Yes. Like, the first portion of this match is just Cobb manhandling and out-wrestling Rush as he just tosses him around the ring like he's a fucking ragdoll. Mm-hmm. Which I liked, because it's it firmly set the tone of the match, which is, can Leo overcome this mountain of a man that is Jeff Cobb, or will Cobb just overwhelm him with his strength and size and just... This large lad. This large lad known as Jeff Cobb. Fuck and I like how, so because of this, this led to Rush running to the back... And getting on his singlet, which if I, you had not told me about this, I would not have expected it. And I probably would have thought it was, it was a nice twist, just like without even realizing it. I've been like, that just was... Ru- just rushed me like, one second, hold on. And just one second. running away to go get the singlet on was so good. He just comes out with this fucking full-on Olympic gear. And a little cop's like, oh, oh, really? That, oh, fine. All right. Oh, that's what we're doing? Okay. And I like how taking with the David and Goliath theme, that was like Rush's sling. Where in the moment that he put on that singlet on, eh, he actually started to get some offense in on Cobb. Now, granted, yeah. Cobb dominated Leo most of this match. Like, the offense, so the offense was more like bursts than, like, continuous offenses. But, like, Leo put some work in, in this match. On that note, I want to actually talk about how well these two work together for this match. Leo did a fantastic job of making Jeff Cobb look like a monster. Every bit of offense of Cobb, he sold like death. From the suplex off the top rope, which he bounced off the ground for and then fell forward onto his face. Mm-hmm. To the Irish whip where he flew into the turnbuckle and then went through the ropes and onto the apron, nearly slamming into the ring post. Awesome. Very, very good. That being said, Cobb also did a great job of continuously catching Rush throughout this match and not dropping him to mess up any of the sequences, but also at the same time selling the bits of offense that Rush did get in, especially yeah. towards the end of the match. 100% the- agree. The favorite moment of this match for me has to be when Rush staggered Cobb with, like, all those flying forearms. And then the spin kick, which for the first time actually knocked Cobb down. Yeah, that was awesome. And then, like, right after this, Rush to the spot where he put the singlet back up. And then he put it back and he took it off again. <laughs> he did the Kurt Angle spot. And then he hoisted him up and then Death Valley drivered Cobb. It was, as I wrote here, the equivalent of David hitting Goliath in the head with the rock. Or the first time where it actually looked like Rush could win. Like, that was the first one where I was like, holy fuck, Rush actually might be able to cat- win this. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that, uh, let's see, the next thing that stood out to me was uh, when Cobb got Rush in a powerbomb position after this, and he threw him up and then caught him before nailing him with a back suplex, which was just wicked. Yep. And then finally, I liked how in order to win this match, Rush had to hit his Midnight Hour, or the Frog Splash finisher he uses, not once, but twice on him. Once yes. from the normal distance, and the other one was on the others from the other side of the ring. <laughs> so were, I like how the announcers too were selling that need the the, the second frog splash. They're like, how is he even going to reach him? He's like halfway across the ring. I was me too. I was like, I'm and then not Rush just it. like, not not literally, but like metaphorically, Rush just turns around, winks at the camera, and he's like, "Watch this, watch <laughs> you this. know, this is going to be sick." Yeah. Uh, I tried to <laughs> imagine if he was just like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, some people like Rush and Ricochet. And- <laughs> Uh, there's some Dante people. Martin just de- defy gravity. Yeah, I was saying, there's some people where they get up to the top rope, it doesn't matter where their opponent is in their ring, you could, you're like, yeah, they're gonna hit it. It's like, but how? It's like, just watch. Just watch. 
Like, you see them in person, you're like, you float through the air. You have wires on you. I don't know how you did it. Yeah, like you said, it's like Leo Ru- like, like it's like Leo Rush, Ricochet, Dante Martin. Uh, I want to throw um, uh, Montez Ford into that. Oh, from the heavens! Yeah. One of the few calls I actually like about from from Michael Cole. Ford. Oh my god! One of my Just... favorite one of my one of my favorite moments was it was like it was the the ladder match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I was Street Profits. Undisputed Era, I think. I think you are right about that. And Montez Ford hit like this one crazy frog splash where he got like, no, he hit, they hit like their move where um, Angelo Dawkins like has them up like in a flapjack and then uh, he goes for the the blockbuster. Yeah. Montez Ford, the height he got on that blockbuster was still stuns me to this day. Anyway, I'm going off track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to wrap this up quickly, smash the high met for me. Okay. So, Fun ass time, and I liked it a lot. Nice, nice. All right. Well, what did I give you? The match you gave me was Fred Yehai taking on Matt Fitchett from a promotion I cannot remember. I have it written down. Please. BACW Wrestling. Yes, from that. <laughs> from Blood's <laughs> accent. Ah, uh, I remember. All right, I want. I'm actually curious. How did? How, let me. I want to hear your feelings about this. This match was. Interesting. Ah, uh, that's how I described it. All right, let me hear you. Let me hear it. It was. It was very. It was a, another technical match for sure. Hmm. Um. Very much. It was very. It was a technical match, but it, yet still somehow also speed versus power. Yep. It was a lot of Matt Fitchett just like pinballing around the ring and Yehai being like stop and just nailing him <laughs> with like a big clothesline or something. I was fucking drinking water. Goddamn it. <laughs> Um, it was really good. I liked it. Uh, for a while, for a while. So this match has really shitty audio because oh, it was literally just filled off of somebody's phone. Just garbage audio. Match's audio is garbage. So for a while, I just couldn't deal with it. So I had the match muted, and I was watching this match. I couldn't do it in silence. So in the background, I just had on lo-fi, lo-fi hip hop beats to study <laughs> and relax to. <laughs> 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 but then I kept getting distracted because it, I, I just kept laughing at the fact that I was watching two guys beat each other up, and in the background it was just like, like it was just like a, I can't, I can't, do, I just can't, it was a I chill vibe with two guys just a chill, murder each other. It was just other. a really chill beat, yeah, just these two guys just murdering each other. So I just I was like, ah, screw it, I'm just gonna deal with the bad audio, and I did. I'm proud of you. I was wondering if you'd, you would just mute the whole thing or not. I almost did. I ended up coming back and just and just dealing with it and unmuting it and just dealing with the bad audio and getting over it. This match was solid, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go over every spot because we like all, all the spots because we did that last week. Uh, but these two were just these two put in mad work. Matt Fitchett was doing some awesome reversals. He was really showing off how fast he was. He was landing like crazy strike combinations that were just like he was like over here, then he ducked over and he was like over here hitting a kick and you can see Freddy AI it was like, huh, what is going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. It, kinda, it, it reminded me of like when um in Civil War, where it, in Avengers Civil War, where it was uh it, uh Winter Soldier fighting Spider Man. Oh yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. And Spider-Man was just like, pew, 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 pew. Winter Soldier was like, stop moving. <laughs> it's like uh, a, that... trying to swat a fly. Exactly. And there was a couple of, there was a couple of points where Fred Yehai did indeed swat that fly. Yeah, he did. Um, there was one, there was one awesome part 
of this match that I really, really liked where Matt Fitchett had a little bit of momentum going and Fitchett, like, gets uh, Yehai's elbow, like, up above his... Like, he has, he has his elbow, like, up in the air mm-hmm. with his hand on the ground so he can, like, stomp his elbow. Yeah. Uh, Fitchett runs up, stomps Yehai's elbow, but then Yehai just, like, stands up and yep. just, like, Fitchett turns around and just... Yehai just whaps him yep. right on the chest. <laughs> and Fitchett just goes down and it's like, oh... So that so that that arm stomp didn't you didn't feel that? Or... <laughs> uh, when the boss is finally done selling your offense, he's like, no. Yeah. Uh, there was a one part where uh, Fitchett was like getting in a bunch of strikes again, like doing like the really quick like stick and moves kind of style, but then Yehai just grabs him by the arm and picks him up by the the single arm and just mm-hmm. drops him. Yeah. Uh, that there was that there was a one there was for me it was like. At first, this match just felt like nothing flashy, and it was just, like, solid, decent, like, wrestling between these two. Just smart wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, Just just wearing each other down. But there was... But then I, but then I, I thought about that note a little bit more, and I was like, this is kind of flashy, though, because, like, Fitchett's kind of all over the place. Yehai's, like, throwing Fitchett around. Like, mm-hmm. it's still pretty flashy. I don't know. I, I, I took back that note. I wrote it down, but I realized that, like, this is still pretty good. Um, There was one really cool point where Fitchett, like, hits, like, a low scoop slam yeah. on Yehai, and then hits that knee drop, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, And Fitchett gets uh gets Yehai into the corner and hits those big strikes. Uh, Yehai just overpowering him and sending him back, hitting him with the back suplex and just sending him back to the mat and just wearing him down again. Yeah. Um, there was a one point where they were on the apron, or I think, uh, Fi- uh, Yehai was on the apron, Fitchett wasn't there yet, and Fitchett, like, goes to meet him, and Yehai just nails him with, like, a spinning back fist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they t- the two start fighting on the apron, and, uh, Fitchett nails that awesome backflip kick. God, that fucking... Dude, like dude a- he had, like, no space to do that. That was awesome. I know, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> Um, and then they both, uh, they both go up to the top, I think, right? At one point, uh, yes. Yehai, uh... So Yehai dodges the strike from Matt from the top, goes to mm. spinning back fist him, but this time Matt ducks because he's prepared for it, and then he Germans Yehai to the mat. Matt that takes out the elbow pad, goes to the forearm, and Yehai ducks it and then counters it with a flat line to the Koji. You, you you are very good at deciphering my notes. <laughs> I, I found I literally was looking for the exact spot on the off chance you asked me again, and I literally have the I was on the exact spot the moment you talked about. I like it. how you knew exactly what I was gonna ask. I, I honestly I was just like you said they're both at the top, and you asked me, and I was like let me get my note open just in case he asks me again, and it just happened to be there. <laughs> That's awesome. I got you. Uh, but then toward the end, these two are starting to trade all sorts of offense. Uh, they're just striking each other with everything they got. Uh, at one point, Fitchett uh, hits hits uh, Yehai with the top rope Hurricane Rana, and then <coughs> whoa, bless you. Hits hits Yehai with the top rope Hurricane Rana, follows it up with like a running knee strike to the back of Yehai's head, gets the one two three, and Fitchett wins this match, which I was not expecting. Neither was I. I thought for sure Yehai was going to win it, but this match was awesome. Like I like I, it's just the two guys really doing some smart wrestling and also beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it was awesome. So I really like this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a high meh here. I think I, I really enjoyed it. These two put on a solid matchup, even with the, the bad audio was really annoying. But it's the worst part of the match. The wrestling itself was all was awesome. These two really showed off what they were made of and pulled off in an awesome wrestling match. <laughs> Come Bless on. You again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this match was good. I really <laughs> liked it. Hi, meh. Uh, and I believe that does it this week, Zach. Uh, I think we had a pretty solid week of wrestling here. Yeah, that was, was a long episode this week. We, we liked our matches so much. We I mean, one of our so matches much. one of our matches was forty minutes. So. This is very true. It was it was bound to be kind of a long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so since, since it's a long one, I'll wrap it up quick. Uh, why don't we give everybody a quick preview of next week? <laughs> But of course. All right. So what matches are you bringing to the table next week? Oh, baby. I'm excited. Uh, next week, I've got Lady Frost going against Heather Monroe in a last woman standing match at Hurricane Ooh. Pro Wrestling. That's And then I've awesome. got TJP versus Alex Zane versus Stallion Rogers, formerly Kurt Stallion, at Pale Pro Wrestling. Nice. Speaking uh, of Alex Zane, did you hear the match that just got announced for uh, GCW Mox, the GCW's Box versus Gage? No. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, shit. Alex Zane versus Ninja Mac. Oh, let's go. Oh, this is going to be awesome. That's going to be sick. We need anyway, to get to that. Yeah, we need to get to we, uh, It's already, all the seating is sold out. Motherfucker. General, uh, general mission sales tickets, though. They are 40 bucks each. If you want to go, we'll talk. Yes. All right. But anyway, before we make this any longer, what, what are your matches? My matches this week, or next week, sorry, are... Just Joe Lando taking on Danny Black from uh, United Kingdom Pro Wrestling. And Chris Statlander taking on Priscilla Kelly from AAW Pro. That'll be a great match. Uh, Priscilla Kelly, you might know now these days as Gigi Dolan. And, of course, we have our surprise match, which we both took a look at, which you should tune in to figure out what that is next week. Yes. And, of course, Zach, you know what? I do the plugs every week, giving you some more practice. Hit us with some plugs. All right. So if you want to see any more types of podcasts such as these, go to countoutpod.com where you can find plenty of podcasts that we have set out each week. Each day we release a new podcast from one of our various ones, such as Your Dose of Death, I Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Ring Post Radio, all of which debut on a different day. I believe it is Ring Post Monday, Your Dose of Death Tuesday, Independent Waters Wednesday, Thursday is Talking to Your Friends with Wrestling, and do we have anything Friday? Uh, not right now. We're work to be. We're 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 switching happy hour from Friday releases to Saturday releases. So just don't even bother. Cool. And if you want, and you feel like you want to support us anymore, you can go for us on. Is it Patreon? No, it's not Patreon. It's Patreon. No. Uh, com slash membership. Membership. Where you can give us up to I believe it's five dollars. You can spread out countoutpod.com slash membership. You can go to countoutpod slash membership. And if you want, you can give a little something to any of the podcasts that go there. Any bit counts. You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you do, you get some exclusive content, such as the various types of shows that we do, such as Happy Hour, where we all just kind of hang, drink a little bit, have a good time. Yeah, you get the, you get the special pilot episode of Happy Hour that no one, uh, no, the general public did not get to see. And you get a bunch of other exclusive audio, uh, like some dumb audio stuff we recorded. Yes. If that's not your jam, you can also support us by buying some merch from us. We have everything from t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, anything you need on Countout Pod, once again, on our merch tab. Yes, and look, keep an eye, keep an eye out for Indie Waters merch coming soon. Uh, I am working on some ideas. Ooh, that's going to be good. 
And finally, if you want to see anything or catch up on our general thoughts in the world of wrestling, check us out at CountUpPod on Twitter, where you can follow us and you'll just see our general thoughts on pretty much anything that happens out on Twitter with wrestling. Indeed. I think that's about everything. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I don't know how... I honestly, now that I've had to do this for the second week in a row, I'm honestly impressed at how you're able to do these so much easily now. Three years, baby. God damn, that's a lot to remember. Since twenty eight, since twenty eighteen, I've been doing this. I've been, I've been doing this podcast and stuff. It's impressive. Uh, also, go check out the YouTube channel and our new Facebook page if you want. Our which are both uh, count out our wrestling podcast network. Uh, the Facebook page has has just a bunch of updates on new articles coming out. Uh, uh, new episodes coming out and a bunch of other stuff over there so go check that out as well uh that's brand new we just made that so we can use all the interaction we can get and also our youtube channel where, we, where we're posting our uh live replays our twitch replays of our live happy hour recordings. so go check those out uh if you want to see our stupid shenanigans uh live on camera yeah, maybe uh, for happy you'll hour. be able to dethrone ryan in his fucking podcast championship oh yeah right we have a I have I have a match coming up soon for that. Ooh, at full gear. Oh, see, yeah, see, I need to watch AEW tonight. I had to catch up every week that I've been trying to do. I it. also I have to I have to keep up now too because I got to get some good predictions for, for for full gear so I can uh, take that title from Ryan on Happy Hour, which you can go check out every Thursday night on Twitch.tv/countout. Another plug. Uh, but now I believe that about wraps it up for all of the plugs. Uh, Zach, I know you probably don't have any personal plugs. I'll ask you anyway. No. Didn't nope. think so. All right. Well, that just leaves you with nothing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews show reviews or everything in between we have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling whether it's past present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. Yeah. See you at the shows.